Hello and welcome back to the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. I'm Stacy, and that's Pete, and we are here for another This or That. This time we're doing 1991. A great year. It is a great year. It makes me think of the Buffalo Bills going to their second Super Bowl and losing their second Super Bowl. That's what it made me think of, too. I figured it did. <laughs> well, that's depressing. So let's talk about something fun. Let's hear it. Oh. <laughs> Like the tragic movie, My Girl. Versus? The equally tragic movie, but not quite as tragic. So it's not equally, but it's also very upsetting. Curly Sue. Are you asking me which one I pick? Yes, but I feel like you probably haven't seen Curly Sue, so I don't know. I have seen Curly Sue. You have? Absolutely. And I've seen My Girl, and I'm going with My Girl. Mm. Why? I feel like overall, it's one of the better movies in that period that I saw. Nothing against Curly Sue, also a good movie. Allison Porter is adorable, but overall, My Girl is the winner. This might be the toughest choice in this whole thing for me. Yeah. Because I loved both of these movies with all of my heart, and they both destroyed me. But My Girl is obviously more traumatic because we lose the amazing Thomas J. Yes. And the relationship between Veda and Thomas it's just beautiful. And I loved Anna Klumsky and Macaulay Culkin, like such a great duo. But Curly Sue is just different. You know, it kind of had that Annie feeling to it a little yeah, bit. Right. But she was just precious and her relationship with Jim Belushi and all of that. And there's a lot of really heartbreaking moments. I cried in both of them. I want to go watch Curly Sue again yeah. because it doesn't make me cry quite as much. Right. Well, there's not, you know, a kid didn't die. Right. <laughs> but My Girl was impactful from many aspects. Like it was a difficult movie. Yeah, they're both hard, but I'm going to go with My Girl because I do think overall it was the better movie, but it's close. Agreed. All right. Next up, Father of the Bride or The Man in the Moon? <sighs> this is going to be tough for me, too. But have you seen these movies? I've seen Father of the Bride. If I've seen The Man in the Moon, I don't remember it. It had Reese Witherspoon and Jason London. I had a big crush on Jason London here. Very young Reese. I think maybe it was her first movie. Really? Yeah. And it's really sad, but it was pretty impactful for me. I think it's a little more obscure, so I could see you not having seen it. I feel like I need to watch the trailer and see if I remember it. Yeah. So you're going with Father of the Bride? Yes. Father of the Bride for me. I'm also going with Father of the Bride. I'm not really sure why I put these two against each other. I think it's really just because they both came out in 91. Yeah. But Father of the Bride is just such a feel-good movie. It's like funny and sweet. And Steve Martin, Diane Keaton, Kimberly Williams, now Paisley. You've got Martin Short as Frank. Like, hello. Frank. This is one I saw in the theater. Yeah. Maybe more than once. I think I may have gone twice to see this movie. And now just recently seeing the two of them, Steve Martin and Martin Short in Only Murders in the Building. They were so good. <laughs> they were so, so good, good in that. It was so fun seeing them together again. It is. So yeah, I think we both go with Father of the Bride. Next up, Drop Dead Fred or Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. This is actually difficult for me. Both of them have the word dead in them. They do. Prior to this year, I would say Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, but I think now 
I'm going with Drop Dead Fred. Old Fred is, I mean, he's just Captain Chaos. He's just messing things up. I mean, one of my favorite things about this podcast is that I get to get you to watch things that you never would have seen before. Right. Because I think overall, I'm a little more nostalgic and sentimental than you. I mean, I think you've become that way more so in the past year. Yeah. Outside of like Transformers and Star Wars. I didn't really think about other stuff. Right. Like you didn't want to go back and watch older stuff. It was always about the new. What's new? What's new? I actually disliked the 80s in my mind. Until we started watching stuff. Until I went back to it. And then I'm like, oh, this is actually really nostalgic. You dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I do have to confess that it has been so long since I've watched Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. I recently shared the trailer and some pictures on our Instagram. And it was huge. So many people love that movie that I was like, okay, we got to rewatch this and we got to cover it. We do. But people tend to say that it's a summer movie. So I think maybe we'll save it for that. All right. But I look forward to rewatching it. I remember enjoying it, but it's not one that I rewatched all the time. Like I did some of the others, like Drop Dead Fred. I've seen it more than once for sure, though. But I definitely have to go with Drop Dead Fred. I mean, it's a cult classic. It's one that I loved that I felt like nobody else I knew loved. And I have recently learned that so many people loved it. Yes. And it was so weird. Like this is, it's funny when I look back on some of the movies I watched as a kid and I'm just like, wow, that was really odd that you loved that movie so much because it's so weird. It is like the part that sticks out. It's like, oh, let's cut her head off when Fred is talking about Elizabeth's mom. And it's just like, maybe not, Fred. Well, yeah, she says it to her dad, like, maybe we should cut mom's head off and throw her out the window. Throw her out the window. You're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't remember that from when I was a kid. But it is a very dark movie at times. So it's multifaceted, I'll say. (laughs) I do love the dark humor, though. Yes. All right. Silence of the Lambs or Cape Fear. For me, this is easy because I have not seen Cape Fear. And I know it's one that you liked because I remember you talking about it on a previous podcast episode. But I'm going with Silence of the Lambs. All right. So this is actually a really difficult decision for me. Epic actors in both. Absolutely. I think overall, Silence of the Lambs is a little bit better from a movie standpoint, but it is so close. So like on your Instagram page, and I say your because you run that thing, <laughs> I feel like Silence of the Lambs would come in 51-49 the winner. I feel like this one would be close. Well, whenever we put this episode out, I will do a this or that on the page and we'll see what happens. I'll be truthful, though. In reality, I think Silence of the Lambs is going to win 90 to 10. I think so, too, actually, because I think less people have seen Cape Fear. Less people that are on our page have seen Cape Fear, I think. But if they've watched both of them, it should be 5149. It should be close. Okay, this is another odd pairing, but (laughs) it's two funny guys against each other. Okay, so we have What About Bob or Hook? So Bill Murray and Robin Williams. This is actually difficult for me because I love both of them. (laughs) For different reasons, right? Yes. And I actually loved both of these movies, but I have to go with What About Bob because of the I'm sailing scene. It is so memorable. (laughs) It's so good. I can still see him taped to that mast. I'm sailing. I'm sailing. So just for that very reason, I have to go with What About Bob. 
Well, I agree with you because I definitely am going with What About Bob. It is up there on my list of favorite comedies. Yeah. When I was in college, my roommate was really into that movie and I had never seen it. And she had the VHS. And so we would watch it in the dorm room because we didn't have cable. Yeah. And that was one that we played a lot my freshman year of college. I like it. Yeah. And Hook is, it's a fantasy. There's a lot of like magical feelings associated with it. Robin Williams is amazing and Julia Roberts and it's great. But what about Bob is one that I think about watching a lot. I hear you. All right. Next up, Point Break or T2, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. For me, easy peasy. Point Break, thousand percent. I don't know that I've seen Terminator 2. I don't really have a desire to, but I loved Point Break. I saw it in the theater. Freaking Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves, and Keanu Reeves at his hottest. Well, very close to speed, but both very hot. Patrick Swayze with his McNair hair. Yeah, he did have McNair hair. Yeah, that movie. mm, Yeah, I love Point Break. These are close for me for many reasons, but I do have to go with T2. Just because of how groundbreaking it was from a special effects standpoint, a lot of things blew up, which I love. I love when things explode. I love guns firing and things exploding and CGI and robots, Mm -hmm. all of it in this movie. So T2 for me. All right. Okay, moving on to some TV shows. These are shows that obviously were on for many years, but shows that were on in 1991. So the first one, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or A Different World. Ooh, this is really difficult. I know. I think I'm jaded at this point because recently we rewatched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I know. And we want to rewatch A Different World. We just haven't had time to do it yet. But I did watch. They had like a reunion thing and I cried and it made me want to rewatch it so bad. Like, oh, I can remember. I can remember A Different World. So this is really difficult. My answer right now is Fresh Prince, but it is super close. It's very close for me. I'm going with Fresh Prince of Bel-Air 2, and it is, I think, just because it's fresh on the brain, no pun intended. But I think that the answer could be different when we rewatch A Different World. All right. Listen, it's fair. So we can revisit this. We can. Okay. Full House or Family Matters? Oh, who came up with this? Listen, you've set yourself up here. You came up with this. This is your list. They're both so great. They are. Ugh. Again, it's we covered Full House and we haven't covered Family Matters yet. So Full House is fresh on the brain again. I feel like this is like a biased thing. And again, I feel like my answer could change because I remember really loving Family Matters. And just like we rewatched a Halloween episode and it was so funny. And actually, we were disheartened by the Full House Halloween episodes. I think I have to go with Full House, but... Again, I think my answer would probably be different on a rewatch of Family Matters. All right. For me, I'm going with Family Matters just because of our rewatch of the Stevel episode. That alone. The quality of that episode yeah. reminds me of why I loved that show so much because I watched it every week in TGIF and I loved it. I know. I watched them both every week, though. There are so many Full House episodes that were duds. <laughs> There's no way there's that many duds in Family Matters. We'll just have to see. We need to do a rewatch of it soon. We do. All right. Home Improvement or Roseanne? Ooh, this is tough. They're both sitcoms, but they have such different energy. 
If I think back to my time of watching these originally, I'm going to go with Roseanne. I did enjoy Roseanne more than Home Improvement, but it's really close. For me, it's Roseanne all the way. Like, I didn't watch Home Improvement that much. Like, I remember it being on. I think my parents watched it. Mm -hmm. I watched Roseanne with my parents, too. Did you? Yeah. But, well, that when I actually, like, sat and watched it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I also remember watching, like, reruns on... I don't know if it was TBS or TNT, one of those. Right. WGN, who knows? But Roseanne to me feels more cozy. And rewatching all those Halloween episodes, it just reminded me of how much I really did enjoy that show. Right. And Roseanne to me was very evocative of Western New York and my time growing up. You know, it's like it wasn't glamorous, but you had a really good time growing up. Yeah. And I have to say that Roseanne was actually kind of different than what I was used to. And it was like a it was something different. But yet I still saw what was good about that family and what I liked about it. And and it I don't know. It definitely like expanded my mind a little bit. Totally agree. Okay, The Golden Girls or Cheers. This one for me is a thunderdunk. It is an absolute utter win for The Golden Girls. You didn't watch Cheers, did you? I watched parts of Cheers, but to me, I never got into it. I related it more to MASH, which I hated. Oh, I hated MASH, but not Cheers. To me, it was the same thing. It's like there was a few shows that I saw my parents watching and I didn't watch. Yeah. I feel like if I went back and rewatched Cheers, I might enjoy it more. But I watched The Golden Girls from start to finish. Yeah. This one is so hard because to me, they're both classics. And they remind me of family. And I think we would probably really appreciate Cheers more now. And I've heard recently from like friends and followers that have been rewatching Cheers that it holds up. Yeah. And I mean, as adults, like people hanging out in a bar, I think we would really appreciate it more now. I totally agree. Like that's a show I want to go back and watch for the first time because I saw sporadic episodes. I never got attached to the show. See, I did. Like, I was into the Sam and Diane of it all. And yeah, then I wasn't when there. she left and Rebecca came in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, even though I was way too young to really understand any of it. <laughs> right. But I, I mean, it was just on in my house and I, you know, I felt invested. But I also love the Golden Girls. Me too. Ugh. I mean, yeah, I have to go with Golden Girls, but kudos to both. Okay, next up Coach or Married with Children. Ugh. Coach is one that I forget about, but I totally watched Coach. Same here. But I mean, I love Married with Children. Love and marriage. Oh, I guess I have to go with Married with Children, but I would love to rewatch all of these. There's not enough time in the world to rewatch all the things I want to watch. There is not. Here's my problem. I wasn't allowed to watch Married with Children. Oh, too crass. Yes, way too crass. (laughs) And those kids had way too much of a voice. You would have had such a crush on Kelly Bundy, though. I did have a crush on Kelly Bundy. I did catch a few episodes here and there, and I was there for Kelly Bundy. Yeah, I bet. So hot. But I did watch all of Coach. So it's, I think it's an easy answer. It's Coach. But I think I would have liked Married with Children more, either at the time or now, if I rewatched it. Yeah. I remember the first time I went to Chicago, I was so excited to see the fountain that's in the intro. (laughs) Yes. Okay. And last one for TV shows. I actually didn't think you would have watched either one of these, but you said you have. So Designing Women or Murphy Brown? Designing Women, hands down. Those Southern Bells were enchanting. 
I loved them. I watched Murphy Brown as well, and I enjoyed Murphy Brown, but I really loved Designing Women. Yeah, for me, it also has to go to Designing Women. So many iconic ladies on this show. Dixie Carter, Delta Burke, Jean Smart, Annie Potts, and then the amazing Meshach Taylor. Ugh. So good. Again, haven't seen it in forever. I remember watching Murphy Brown, but not like loving it. Like I loved this. I did love Murphy Brown. I laughed at Murphy Brown. I'm sure that I would too. If I rewatched it, I'm sure I would. But again, it's been so long. That's not one that I watched in reruns. You know what I mean? Like I saw it as it aired and I don't remember a lot of it. I think I was just really intrigued by those Southern women overall. Yeah. (laughs) As a youngster. Makes sense since you married a Southern lady. Makes sense. All right, moving on to music. Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana or Losing My Religion, R.E.M. Both epic songs. I feel like I have to go with Losing My Religion by R.E.M. And I know that that's that's so hard. I really could go with either one, but that's just the one that the barometer goes a little bit more that way. All right, listen, I accept that even though it's the wrong answer because (laughs) Smells Like Teen Spirit is another Thunderdome. I'm sorry, I'm not the biggest R.E.M. fan. I know lots of people are. Lots of people love R.E.M. It just wasn't my kind of music. It wasn't at the time. It still isn't. There's a few songs that I like, but yeah, Smells Like Teen Spirit crushes this one for me. Okay, next one. It Ain't Over Till It's Over by Lenny Kravitz or Set Adrift on Memory Bliss by P.M. Dawn. This one for me is pretty definitive. Set Adrift on Memory Bliss by PM Dawn. That just gives me those those feels. It does. Yeah. They both, I feel like, take you on a journey in your mind. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe it, but I love them both. But I, I have to go with Set Adrift also. You do? Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised. I know. We just listened to them back to back and they both had me like grooving and I just, oh, I love them both. But yeah, I'm it's going with that. Choice. And I love Lenny. Yeah, but, you do. <sighs> okay. Motown Philly, or It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday, both by Boys to Men. <laughs> so good. And like, you know, you've got the one that's like a bop. It's upbeat. It's fun. It was the first one that we really got introduced to Boys to Men. Yeah. Or at least for me. But It's So Hard to Say Goodbye is like, oh, just gut-wrenching, you know? I think I have to go with It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday. I get it because that's my choice as well. It's unforgettable, that song. So good job, boys to men. Okay, next up, Baby Baby by Amy Grant or Something to Talk About by Bonnie Raitt. This one's pretty easy. I love Amy Grant, so I'm going with Baby Baby, Amy Grant. Do you remember, though, like, because she was a Christian artist originally, and it was like kind of, what's the word? It was scandalous. Scandalous. She had a big scandal. She had, like, all this stuff happen, but I remember Amy Grant. She was an artist that I was allowed to listen to because she was a Christian artist. Yep. And then things changed, things happened, and Baby Baby came out, and she was like a pop artist. So we're like, oh, wow, she's like mainstream now. Mm -hmm. But it was all this stuff attached to it as well, but I still love this song. Yeah, they're both great songs, but Baby Baby was one that I listened to on repeat. So, hands down, Baby Baby, Amy Grant. All right, next up, OPP, Naughty by Nature, or Now That We Found Love by Heavy D. I think I have to go with OPP. But Now That We Found Love, like, just makes you want to dance. It does. But, yeah, definitely. Same answer for me. I love the song OPP. 
And for me, it's it's just unforgettable. Okay. Mysterious Ways by U2 or Right Here, Right Now by Jesus Jones. Ooh. Ugh. I have to go with Mysterious Ways just because it's a little bit more memorable, but Right Here, Right Now is such a good song. That's a very tough one, so good job. Thank you. It's so tough, but I am actually going to go with Right Here, Right Now. Are you? Yeah. I Listen, it's another one that I just remember watching on MTV. Yeah. And it just something in my brain happening when I heard that song. It was just so different. Like, again, I was 11 or 12, right, when this song came out. So it was just my brain expanding. And this was right around, like, close to real world time when MTV's The Real World came out. And I feel like I kind of associate that song with that time. And, yeah, it was just impactful. I like it. All right. November Rain by Guns N' Roses or Enter Sandman by Metallica. Um. Yeah, this one's not tough for me. It's November Rain. I figured it would be. The Inner Sandman video scared the bejesus out of me. Mm -hmm. And the November Rain video, while it was haunting, it was fascinating. Yeah. I loved it. And like Slash playing in front of the church. It was like a movie. It was like a movie. And it's something that always like... You know, Stephanie Seymour is in it as the bride and like she dies, but it's like this weird shot where she's in the coffin and it's like half her face is gone. And Mm -hmm. there's no real explanation as to how that happened. And it always perplexed me as a kid. And maybe there's more that I don't know as an adult. Maybe, maybe if I, I don't know. I feel like I rewatched it recently and I still didn't understand, (laughs) but I loved it. And that song is just, oh, it's hauntingly beautiful. I love it. For me, it's a tight one, but it's Enter Sandman by Metallica. Oh. Just because overall, that song kicks so much ass. It does. But November Rain is so good as well. And the video is, I mean, it beats Enter Sandman, hands down. But Enter Sandman is a little scary, like you said. It's a scary video. I remember that. Just like their eyes are like rolling back yes. in their head. I was like, oh my God, what's going on? They're demon possessed. <laughs> Okay, and the last one in the music category, Too Legit to Quit by MC Hammer or I Want to Sex You Up by Color Me Bad. Easy choice for me, Too Legit to Quit by MC Hammer. I love that song. Too Legit to Quit. Hey, hey! (laughs) It's a tape that I had, and then I think I bought the CD too. Ah, I mean, it's... It's an epic song, but I got to go with I Want to Sex You Up by Color Me Bad. Wow. Listen, I didn't know what it meant, but I liked it. I can't say that I didn't either. I enjoyed that whole album and I loved that song. So good choice. Thanks. All right. We're moving on to celebrity couples. Yeah. I'm interested to hear what you think about these. Of course, I'm more invested, I think, but we'll see. Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder or Axl Rose and Stephanie Seymour. Mm-hmm. I mean, a thousand percent Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder. Winona forever. Mm-hmm. Wino forever. <laughs> Wino forever. <laughs> Same page for me. I love Johnny Depp. I love Winona Ryder. And listen, Axel and Stephanie are great, but they don't beat Johnny and Winona. They did have a great kiss in the November rain video like we just talked about. Tongues That's a good and call. all. Tongues and all. Okay, next up, Richard Gere and Cindy Crawford. Or Christy Brinkley and Billy Joel. This is a tough one. I know. Some supermodel relationships with an actor and a musician. I think I have to go with Richard Gere and Cindy Crawford just because I really, really liked Cindy Crawford. I liked her too, but, and I love Richard Gere, 
But I have to go with Christy Brinkley and Billy Joel. And I think it's solely because I loved the Uptown Girl video. That's true. That's a really good point. I kind of want to adjust my answer, but I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it. I've already clicked the button. It's too late. I can't go back and change it. Too late. Next up, Paula Abdul and Emilio Estevez or David Bowie and Iman. Oh, it's got to be David Bowie and Iman for me. Like they stood the test of time and they mm-hmm. they stayed together and they were just so beautiful and in love. And yeah, got to go with them. It's the same for me. Like David Bowie, you can't beat. Iman is amazing. Those two together are incredible. This one is a little sad because not everybody is still with us. I mean, same with the last one. Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love or Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston. Both toxic relationships. Both very toxic. As far as the impact on me personally, I'm going with Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love. But I feel like Bobby and Whitney probably had the better relationship. Quote unquote. Yeah, but I think both couples were kind of just screwed up together. Yes. You know? Yeah. They were both beautiful disasters. Yes. I. That's tough. Because of the, the rumors of, you know, around Kurt and Courtney. Yeah. And how that all came to an end. I, I feel like I got to go with Bobby and Whitney, even though those rumors aren't great either. They aren't. <laughs> That's a complicated it is. question. I don't even know why I threw it out there, but their names popped up and I felt like I couldn't I couldn't have this list and not mention them. You know? How dare you? <laughs> okay. Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman or Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid. This one's easy. Meg Ryan, Dennis Quaid, just because personally, I don't like the other relationship. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I liked it at the time, right? But my feelings have changed about Tom. Ditto. I like Nicole. I do too. But yeah, I'll go with Megan Dennis too. Okay, Michael Keaton and Courtney Cox Hmm. or Demi Moore and Bruce Willis. Tough. All very aesthetically pleasing. And I feel like similarly aesthetically pleasing. But I got to go with Bruce and Demi. Final answer? Final (laughs) answer. This one's tough. I honestly don't remember Michael Keaton and Courtney being together. Oh, you should look up paparazzi pictures of them. Really? Yeah, they look great together. I don't remember how long it lasted. Honestly, if comparing the two of them, I feel like I would have liked those two together. But I remember more of Demi and Bruce being together. Yeah. It was just more public, I think. Yeah, I've got to go with Demi and Bruce. Okay. And last but not least... And this is hard, okay, because it's John Travolta and Kelly Preston. And Kelly Preston, you know, passed away a couple years ago, and they were still together. Yeah. But then you have Robert Downey Jr. and Sarah Jessica Parker, who, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go with John Travolta and Kelly Preston just because they were still together. They loved each other. I'm there for their relationship. Yeah. I mean, I really loved, I've always loved the idea of, RDJ and SJP together, even though I know, I mean, she's been with Matthew Broderick for years and they're in love and I love that. And I think that their relationship was really toxic at the time. Yeah. And I just love the two of them so much. So it's really hard, but I'm going to go with John and Kelly too, because they were still together and it just makes me sad that she's gone. Yeah. There are lots of rumors and stuff around everything, but I remember hearing that Kelly Preston, you know, she was Australian and I remember hearing that she saw the poster for Greece when she was young and said to one of her friends or somebody, I'm going to marry him. <laughs> and she did. She did. Oh. I've always loved that. Yeah. So because of that, I'm going to go with them. All right. There we go. We did it. 
We have done it. This or that. Let us know what you would pick. On our actual this or that. Yes, I will post them soon. So be looking for that on Instagram. I can't wait to see all the numbers. So if you're not already following us on Instagram, you can find us at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod. You can join our Facebook group, which has changed names. It is now called The Cozy Club dash fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up. We're slowly growing over there. We have some great mods, Joanna and Stephanie, that are helping us out, starting conversations. So come over there. It's a good time. We're on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up. You can email us at we don't want to grow up at gmail.com. If you'd like to help support the podcast and all of our other endeavors, you can become a member of our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. There you can gain access to bonus episodes and soon to be extra content. Another way you can support us is by giving us a five-star rating if you listen on Apple Podcasts and leaving us a nice review. You may listen on other platforms and maybe there's another way that you could rate us or review us there. So if there is, please do so. Those numbers do matter. So if you could do that, we would really appreciate it. Also, you could help spread the word by sharing about it with your friends and family and on your social media platforms with your followers. See you next time. Bye.